Yo, guys, this does not look like checkers. Yo, fuck your checkers. Yo, yeah, man. man. Yeah, in the hot spot right here, Banana King. This is, no, yeah. this is this is a little too high. Yo, remember this is this, uh, this is a place where Brian and I saw that guy get murdered. Like he got shot. <laughs> People get murdered every day, B. We ain't worried about yeah, that. Like we, but like we had to remember, Brian. Like we had to get in the car. You got mad as fuck. I mean, I don't car. know. I didn't have my glasses, and we saw it through a moving tax cab. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. So, <laughs> so because so, of that, you you just don't want to eat here no more. So reasonable yeah, doubt would say that maybe it didn't even happen at all. Exactly. Yeah. Feel, exactly. Like Yo, hold up. Uh, I'll be right back. I got to order an adepa real quick. Yeah. Yo, order me a sachipapa and a batida de mango. Yo, can I get a manzana, please? Con leche regular. Okay, okay, okay. Anybody else? Yeah, anything before I go? No, I'm good. All right, bad, bad, bad. Damn, don't you want an empanada? Because I know you're going to be fucking asking me for one of our fries Word, or something. You're going to ask for one of us. Perhaps. Perhaps. Anyway, All right. Anyway, yo. Yo, 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 yo. This movie was kind of fire. Oh, um, oh shit, really? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was actually super fire. Interesting, actually. interesting. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, man. I feel good. I feel great about this because now I'm not. I feel maybe Mondi will have the same opinion. Ooh. I, yeah, you know, you know, you know. We we convened that at, at our house yesterday. We'll, we'll, we'll ask him when he gets back. What up, food? Yo, Isaac. Yo, what that light looking like for you, though? Yo, that's all solid green, daddy. But here's the thing, though. Like the solid green too, though. Like. It's interesting because, like, the movie is based off of another film that was made, like, in the 50s or 60s, which is the original 12 Angry Men. And I 50s, love that 1957. movie. 1957. And I love that one. And I did see the 97 version years ago. And I thought to myself, hmm, like, which of the two, like, would be the best? And, like, yo, they really, they treated this treatment really well. So, but I would like to, I would like to have it, like, in its own lane by itself. I don't, I feel uncomfortable calling it a remake. And I feel more just more comfortable saying it's its own film that can send in its own light. So for that, like, I definitely give it a green for sure. Mm-hmm. My opinion. The fuck's taking Mondi so long? Oh, no, you know, he's trying to kick it to the waitress and shit. <laughs> Yo, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Nah, bro. Shit. Well, Be right there. Go ahead. Bro, how you feeling about it, though? Oh, I give it a green. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your opinion hasn't changed whatsoever? No. That's if anything, it just reaffirmed. Reaffirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cute. All right, what about you? Yeah, man. I'm converting to a green. All the way, nice. and I'm running that shit. I'm going high mm. speed, high velocity. Wow. I fucked with this one, heavy. Lit. Oh wait, what you say? I'm back. I'm back. Did you did you get my pink sauce though? Yes, I do. Did I you? You, 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 you that it. guy? Real talk. Thank you. Thanks, 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 thanks. Yo, Molly, what that light looking like though? Oh yeah, you know, I, I think last time I said it was uh, a yellow light and uh. And I I did t- you know Brian was trying to press me the other day last night I was <laughs> chilling. <laughs> And uh, surprisingly, it's a green light. Wow. And, uh, nice. and it's my first ever movie <laughs> that I actually enjoy that it's a court movie. Because I, wow. I said very clearly in the last episode, I don't fuck with court movies. Because mm. I, I don't like the fact that it's held in one place. I don't like I don't like nothing that's held in one room. Yeah, but chill, chill, chill. You should, you should say that for the podcast, though. Say that for the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. Yo, we'll about that. Look, give me some napkins. Bro. We'll talk. All right. And then we out, right? And then we out. We're taking the shit home, right? That's right. That's right. I want to check time, Welcome to Critical Avenue, motherfucker. Yo, 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 what's the word, my critical crew? This is Edwards, and I'm here with my main hitters, the usual suspects. I got my blood brother with me, Mondi, aka the Dominican Robert Downey. Que lo que DRD? Hey, Dimelo, I got Mark 3 on deck. Oof, wow. 
Like the suit? <laughs> yeah, the suit. Nice. nice. <laughs> and I got my main dude with me, Isaac, a.k.a. Residente Boomer. What's poppin', G? What's really good, my fellow film freaks? What's the word out there? And of course, I got my brother from another, Brian, a.k.a. Cam Dog. What's goody, my guy? What's going on, bro? How are you? I'm good, man. I really appreciate you asking me how I am. Thank nice. you. Damn. Anyway... Together we are Critical Ave, always hitting you with that raw and real street critique, deep dives and hot takes for days. Oh, and by the way, we don't do that shit spoiler free. So if you're not with that, just come back later. Otherwise, kick back and relax and get ready for the dopest episode ever. And that's because we are covering, drum roll please, William Friedkins. 12 Angry Men. Hey. hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I say his last name right? Yeah, I was about I to so, ask yeah. you. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, he might. Friedkin. It might be Friedkin. He might be German. Oh, man. You got the. Uh, yo, you should be a soccer announcer, yo. Pronunciations on pack. Yo, yo. I, I, I pay respect to people's names, you know, because that's, that's important to me. You, know? you smell me? Yeah, it's important to Daniel Day Lewis, so. I love Daniel Day Lewis. We do. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, speaking of Daniel Day-Lewis, this is uh, Cam Dog's choice. So uh, hey. so uh, yeah, man, spit them bars, my guy, what this movie's about. Right, right, right. So the movie is uh, 12 Angry Men, um, the one from 1997, though. So there was a, originally there was a movie that came out in 1957, which was directed by legendary director Sidney Lumet. Um, but this movie is a remake of that. And this movie came out in 1997. And basically, this movie is an inside look at what the deliberations of a jury in the jury room could look like, um, which in this case uh, would be deliberations over a murder trial where a young Hispanic man is being accused of murdering his father. Womp, 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 womp. Um, from what we can gather, the case against the young Hispanic man is presented by the prosecution in, in such a way that would appear like the Hispanic man on trial is dead to rights, guilty of this murder. And the jurors seem to think so as well. And once inside the juror chamber where deliberations take place over the case, uh, the general consensus amongst everyone is that um, that, the, that the kid is, is pretty much guilty. Um, so they put it up to a vote. Oh, uh, mind you, uh, prior to this, prior to them uh, retreating into the juror chamber, the judge makes it clear that their decision has to be unanimous. And that, that is to say that whatever they decide, guilty or not guilty, the 12 of them unanimously have to decide that. They all have to be in agreement. So there can't be one person that says, no, I disagree with the other 11. Everyone has to be unanimous with this decision. Um, so, uh, so they put it up to a vote uh, by a show of hands to see how everyone votes on the case. What? You need to shut the fuck up. Why is this shit so long? Yeah. <laughs> it's an overview, my nigga, not the whole movie. I'm just, isn't this a summary? I mean... All right, well, let me wrap it up. So they put it up to a vote, and it's 11 against 1. 11 people say that, that you know, they want to see this kid uh, be guilty and, you know, get the, the, the murder um, charge. And then there's one guy that's like, nah, because he feels mad, uncomfortable with just sending a kid to death by not even talking about it. And so the movie kind of delves into how he convinces the other 11 to not see that this kid might not be as guilty as presumed. And that's it. That's Swaggy. what the movie's about. Yo, Brian, you, so, you give me Jack Lemon vibes. 
I give you Jacqueline the vibes. Yeah, I feel like if we was in a jury, you would have been that guy. Like, wait, I just want to talk about it though. I don't even have a reason. Like, I just want to talk about but, it. But you know, and so, it's mad noble. so that's kind of like that's kind of what I wanted. That's kind of uh, first thing off the bat. I kind of wanted to ask you guys because that's kind of what I thought about too when I saw the movie again. <clears throat> I I found it really like low-key disturbing that this is like i think this is supposed to be insightful as to what happens in a in a juror chamber when the jury is in there talking to each other trying to figure out um whether or not someone's guilty or not i personally have never been part of a jury and so i wonder have any of you guys ever been part of a jury just let's just start there have any of you guys ever been part of a jury i like to say that i always skip it i'll be like oh, how do you skip i'm it? on commission yeah, well, sometimes you can give a reason oh, as to why. So is that a good reason? Like, if you're on commission, they they like, yo, we don't. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what I always. Wow, say. <laughs> I didn't know that. I use the excuse no, of um, being part of healthcare, and we're short really? staff, and we're short staff, like, and that usually yeah, that like usually works. Worker. Yeah, essential workers, short staff, and that usually works. Uh, f- like six or seven years ago, I was part of a grand jury, and my excuse at the time was, yo, I'm unemployed and I'm actively looking for work. And I worry that if an employer or a prospective employer wants to hit me up, they won't hire me because I'm part of a grand jury. The judge straight looked me in my face and goes, they'll understand. And then he just selected me immediately right on the spot. Yeah, it's a whack-ass excuse, though. You failed. Chief, stupid, fucking dummy. But it's not though. I was unemployed. I didn't have so a job. Why? You were like in the in the yeah. Event. That means you got time. That me means up? you have time. Yeah. yeah. You like in the so event. Yeah, you have time. So I might be busy because of you. So uh, nah. <laughs> you nah, had a mad baby. I, 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 I strongly disagree with all. <laughs> yeah. That. that to me, if I'm a judge, it was during the recession. That, Actually, it was I'm during the like, recession. I remember. Okay. That. So you got literally you got time for. He's like nobody got hire anyway. Got time today, cuz. Oh, you're not doing anything. Oh, event. Come be part of this jury. Yeah. So I was part of that grand jury. And, I, and here's the thing, too. It wasn't like a one-week thing. It was an eight-week ordeal. God damn. Are you allowed to, to talk every, about it? Every Tuesday. I mean, not here. I'm not allowed to talk about the actual cases themselves. I'm just allowed to talk Still? about the process. <laughs> I was dead ass about to ask you what was the case. Like, well, there were several. That's the thing. Like A grand uh, jury differs from a jury in that a grand jury is supposed to be the group of people who certify whether or not the charges levied on a defendant are accurate and fair. So let's say, for instance, uh, during a, an arrest, let's say Edward gets arrested for murder. Yeah. And the prosecution <laughs> comes back and the prosecution comes back and during the grand jury, right before Edward is officially given his final charge, the prosecutor comes back and all the prosecutor is supposed to do is read us the law. In other words, what makes something murder? So he reads us the law as it stands in the state of New Jersey and it's up to the, to the grand jurors to decide whether or not the charge is fair. Now, sometimes in a grand jury, if a prosecutor presents us with a a murder charge, the grand jurors, having taken all of the available evidence at the time into consideration, can come back and say, we don't think this is actually a murder. Instead, we think this is an attempted murder. So then we'll come back and say, we won't certify this for trial for murder, but we'll certify it for trial for attempted murder. So in the next time the ad gets a court date, he originally is thinking that he's on trial for murder. But then he gets the good news, quote unquote, that it's actually attempted murder. So now his defense counsel has the opportunity to work with that. Or someone can come back and say, yo, this person has an attempted murder charge. But if a grand jury is being a real dick, they can come back and say, actually, that looks more like a murder charge. And then the prosecution, the prosecution takes that to a judge and the judge and the defendant find out that their case has now been upgraded. That's the terminology. It's been upgraded from being uh, an attempted murder to a murder charge. So have you been part of a jury? No. I've been Jesus part of a Christ. grand jury. Yeah, that's different though. But nice. 
to share. Thanks. Good, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Te- technically, yeah. Nah, I always duck my way out. I've been, yo, I've been requested like, like four times, and then I, I've been been able to smooth talk my way out every time. That's that's lit. It's kind of so, lit right, that so I work in healthcare. I think that's I think that's the. So so let me ask you today. Well, I guess I guess if I ask you guys this question, it'll be of the, of a, in a hypothetical sense since none of us have never because I've never like I said I've never also been part of a of a jury either because um, I was always able to to avoid it as well. But <clears throat> the question that I wanted to, I was hoping one of us was a part of one. Um, but the question that I wanted to ask is, um, do you do you feel like you would have conducted yourself in the same way that these gentlemen did in, in, in the courtroom? That is to say, like, do you feel like it would have been as quick? Um, I mean, based, I, I think I would have been. Uh, oh, go ahead. Nah, I, mean, I, I think I would have yeah. been like the, <laughs> the <laughs> I think I would have been that dude that the, the guy who said that he's not guilty first because I was like, yo. Because think about it, like you really want to like, like just get thrown in there. Like the, if the dude, what if what if he's innocent? You know what I'm saying? Like I was like I was like, yo, I feel this guy already. Because I was like, imagine, I I put it like this way. I was like, imagine that was your brother or your friend up there, like getting, like the death penalty. And I was like, or could it be the death penalty? Could it just be locked up? And then your life is on the balance on 12 people in reality, right? And yeah, it was interesting. Like, can it be done as a vote? Like, what are we going to do? Or are we just going to make it quick about it? Because people just want to go about their day. Because honestly, like, yeah, yeah, you're there in the way. Like, like again, like I had a, even though I was dismissed several times, I... I had to still wait there, so it's a long ass wait. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just don't get dismissed. Like I go home. You have to stay there throughout the duration of the time, if needed, for multiple cases, right? So I kind of I put that into the thought process, right? So then I was like, I, I, I took my experience, right, and then I combined it with what I saw in the film, and I was like, I definitely agree with that. Uh, with the first guy that said that, you know, he claimed not guilty because I was like, yo, like what facts do we need like we gotta talk about it like we just can't be like whatever you know yeah. right but do you think you would actually like raise your voice and be like yeah no no, no. i'll be the i'll be the one lone dissenter in a group of 11 other people and say this person because that, that's yeah, difficult too to be that. that dissenter like exactly you know, especially i mean in a group full but of... i'll stay in my business i'll be like i'll like i'll be that guy and i'll be like and then they ask me why i'm like this is why that's it i feel like i wouldn't have approached it the same way that jack lemon's character did but Given the way that they broke down the case, I don't think that the case had that much to stand on to be unanimously guilty. So I feel like personally, right, if I was involved in that, the way they are breaking down the film, mm. it's not like a weak ass case, honestly. And I feel like I would have called bullshit right away. I would have came in there not guilty, but strong, not guilty, not a, I don't know, maybe we should just talk about it. But in regards to like each character and who do I relate to how I would have behaved, I actually feel like the way Edward James almost character was. Yo, I feel, word, I yo. With the, I that was my noble. And I feel yo, like word. I feel like that's how I would have conducted myself. I would have been kind of like I probably would have went with the general public at first, right? But then if yeah. somebody had the balls to say, "Hey, we should take a look, a deeper look into this," I would have been open-minded and hearing them out, and then I would not be ashamed of changing my vote. Especially if the if it's spitting facts, so yeah, and I treated with honor. 
how lucky how lucky with for Edward James almost though that like we get to see a noble part of him when initially there was no noble part of him like he was ready yeah. to go with the crew and be like if there was no Jack Lemon they that that boy would have been killed yes and, and and Edward James almost would never have yeah. been able to have that opportunity to shine so we as, much as, 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 as much integrity as you want to give him though you still have to really like give it up to Jack Lemon's character who actually stood on his legs and said yo this doesn't look right to me and the fact that he wants to have a conversation about something is important because I feel like where we are today the last thing people want to do is have a conversation about anything yeah. Right, or, right. You know, it's cra- it's crazy to me too, too. Like when I think about <laughs> too, too. Uh, when I think about that scene as well, as well, yeah. When I think about that scene too, because the the logical romantic side of me wants to say that all right, maybe maybe the majority of these people that are in this jury have voted guilty because they honestly were convinced by the evidence presented by the prosecution that this boy this hispanic boy was um you know he, he he was at fault for murdering his father right a part of me wants to believe that right but then as the movie progresses you start to you start to see that like nah some of these people don't even really give a fuck that the evidence shows this or could show something contradictory to what the prosecution has presented like some of these people some of these people have voted that way based on personal bias based on personal bias based on yeah just things of a personal nature like based on like based on the fact that like some of them just want to get home early some of them want to catch a game and shit like that so to me that was wild too like just the fact that um that a person is able to put another person's life on the line simply because of convenience or or inconvenience uh, at this point and that happened in real life and I and I wonder too, like the fact that so many all court cases of that of that nature are handled this way, and we see what the deliberations could be like. Do you think that's a commentary on the uh, criminal system in place in the American institution? Like, do you guys feel that that's uh, 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 that this film could make that commentary? I have a que- I have a question though, because I just I'm not sure, right? Um, the unanimous part of the jury is that something that's real, or is that a case so by case basis? That's what that 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 was something that I was actually I, I know that in the state of New Jersey, and the reason I know this is because I was actually in a jury, unlike the three of you, which is called a grand jury. Okay, um, you have to in the state of New Jersey in order to find someone guilty or even have a charge to be considered certified. Um, as far as the grand jury goes, it needs to be uh, it needs to be majority rules. So there are 23 grand jurors. So as long as you have a number that is greater than whatever the half would be, then that is what goes. Now, if you're talking about a pettit jury, now pettit jury is the tri- is the trial jury, the ones that you're all familiar with. Um, it, in order to find someone guilty, that does have to be unanimous. But in order to find someone not guilty, you can have one dissenter one person come back and say i find this person not guilty and in new jersey you are then considered to be not guilty only in new jersey though i don't know how the rules work everywhere else but i know that different states have different rules so that's that's the answer to that question this might have happened i think oh also oh, this did, is, didn't 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 i ask you that question right? that where did this take i place think this took place in new york yeah yeah, yeah it was Yankee in new york right 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 you're right you're right new york summertime 97 yeah. So it's possible, I guess, that at the time in New York, you would have to be unanimous either way. 
which is interesting to me because then that makes it difficult, right? Because not only does a prosecutor, not, a, not only does a prosecutor have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, which is an important concept, by the way, not only does a prosecutor have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this person is guilty, but then the defense's attorney has to be able to prove that there are several reasonable doubts, or at least one reasonable doubt that is reasonable to everyone sitting in the jury room like 12 all 12 of them have to agree to the fact that there is a reasonable doubt that what the prosecutor is defending as far as a charging case is is not correct or is at least shaky and that's hard you know that's me it's tough you know what that made me think of mm. um when they all came back to uh, gather and make a decision in that room right 11 of them were saying that this is a uh, open and shut case yeah right and yeah. the reason for that was not because of the evidence, but because of how the kid was witness? defended. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, right. And that is a flaw in the system when you have to get a yes. court-appointed yes. person who doesn't actually give a fuck about you, nor has any benefits from winning your case or uh, anything. Yeah. That could be a flaw in the system because if Absolutely. they did such a, he did such a bad job <laughs> yeah, that eleven that, of yeah. those people was like this is an easy case and then it took the conversation so basically right. this guy was like advocating for him exactly this, he was this doing juror. a better job he was doing yep. a better job for the boy than the, the actual, actual lawyer attorney now the, the interesting thing too and this is true of any state this isn't this isn't just true of new jersey new york um the court appointed uh, uh, uh attorney at this point the, the public defender you have to remember that this guy also works for the state yep. and so he's not he's working for the state and he's working with the prosecution to essentially come down with a conviction any conviction because what states want is to be able to show that they have x amount of arrests and of those x amount of arrests 90 to 95 97 percent resulted in convictions because it makes their numbers look good right but that doesn't necessarily mean that true justice has been doled out it just means that you know this person was convicted of x crime even though this isn't the crime necessarily that this person committed because there are also plea bargains that happen too yeah if someone is i don't know uh if someone is charged with murder but they come back and they plea bargain to attempted murder in the, in the third degree then you're now obfuscating what actually took place and you're putting that to the side in favor of securing a conviction because that unfortunately is all that matters it's those numbers and so the public defender has is cognizant of that and the public defender works with prosecutors in order to say look even though i'm defending this guy like i'll convince him to take a charge any charge as far as long as it results in a conviction unfortunately yeah i feel like that's part of the system's biggest flaw: statistics and quotas when it comes to you know, stuff like that, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 crazy that you guys are even bringing this up because when I initially thought of the question, because you guys are just like thinking about it in a completely different way than how I mm. thought of it. But when I thought of the question, I was looking, I was thinking about more about how like how it, it's crazy to me to see that like people in a jury seemingly can decide someone's life in this manner like seemingly like kind of just like on a whim nonchalantly yeah just so they just so like oh yeah like uh yeah yeah no, guilty he's you know he's dead you know he's, he's guilty and like without even really like just conversing about it yeah and so and i but i feel like you know the the system that is in place allows for that kind of deliberation or lack of deliberation to uh, take place yeah 
you know what I mean? But the outcome of that quote unquote deliberation is what uh, ultimately um, gets, that's put in, gets put into effect yeah. with the person that's on trial. Right. So to me, I'm just like, damn, I can't believe that we are in a system like that where so much kind of depends on on the deliberations of people who might not even give Care. a fuck really. yeah. Yeah. You, you know what like when I, when I saw the film it made me wonder like would, would like would you guys like I know it's hard to I think answer because we would we would literally be in a room with 11 other people right yeah. like would would you guys all of you would have done like would you think like a voting system would have been the right thing to do or would you think like it would just been like all right, guys, say what you want to say. Like that—that's the—that's the, that's the I, other thing. Well, I, well, at the end, I—I I don't know how they would uh, arrive to their decision without voting on it. Yeah, because right, they would have to. At the end of the day, they all have to be unanimous in their decision, right? And the only way you can figure that out is if you do a vote. Find out how many. Yeah. Right. I think it was helpful, both for the case itself and for the the thrill of the movie watching it, that they had yeah. multiple votes and you kind of see one by one people. Changing their, their minds. minds. I think that yeah. was powerful yeah. in so many yeah, ways. Let, let me ask you guys a question. Did, did you find the movie? I remember last week when I kind of prefaced the movie, I, I said that the movie was prefaced to me as being like one of the most like action packed, exciting movies, but it has nothing to do with like a gun or like a gun going off or like action in that sense. Yeah, like it does not, with the knife. Well, it does with the knife. So I'm just curious to to uh, see if, if you guys kind of felt that way, that this was like a kind of like, it wasn't like an action-y movie, but it did still kind of like keep you like... It was action and in, in like, it looked like it looked like chess. You know what I mean? Like like there's action involved and like you're seeing someone and their thought process literally. For instance, the, uh, the German stockbroker, you literally see him pacing the room back and forth, explaining bit by bit why initially... I really fucked with this character too. Yeah. Why initially, analytically, and objectively, it yeah. seemed as though what was presented was true and factual. And then you see someone like Jack Lemmon, who then refutes that and comes back and says, well, no, that could be conjecture, or that can be twisted, or there's a reasonable doubt that exists, and here's the reason why. So for me, it was action-packed in the sense that like you're seeing literally two minds go at it. Yeah. You know, one person is, is presenting a thesis, and someone else is looking for contradictions within it. And Jack Lemmon was very good at being able to present uh, contradictions in people's arguments. He did it several times throughout the film, which I found interesting. But I think in today's era, unfortunately, that doesn't work all the time. And the reason for it is because when you try and show someone that there's a contradiction in their logic, they mask themselves and they defend themselves with, with sometimes as being simply with, with sometimes being simple in saying that well that's just the way i feel but that's what george number three was like george c scott like i disagree yeah. with you because i feel like, the, yeah, like people george are always gonna be like that and there's gonna be always people that counter like yourself right like though it's not it's not today's time bro it's just that everything's under a microscope because everything's on camera everything's or whatever but it's always been like this bro you got people who are closed-minded you got people who are open-minded you got people who are logical thinkers you got like this these movies even the 1957 one and this one could stand the test of time because the test of time will always show that people have different personalities and humans are different and they all have different types of uh thought processes and all of these guys can be present in the future there's going to be a bigot. There's going to be a, a person who had a, too personal of a relationship with that type of case. There's going to be people who are just going to go with the majority. There's going to be like all types of people. And these people are going to exist, I think, forever, in my opinion. 
But I think what's becoming with the difference between previous times and this time is that I would like to think that in previous times, there was at least more discourse, more conversation that took place to be able to show and prove that something is correct or something is wrong and then make a decision based on the new information that's been received. Whereas today, if you try and have that discourse, people immediately not only shield themselves with their feelings, but are validated because they feel a certain way and therefore don't feel as though they need to put up any argument. And that's what I'm against. And I feel like this film really puts into perspective the fact that, okay, you may feel a certain way. Unfortunately, the way that you feel really has a long, large consequence on someone outside of yourself. So we have to have a conversation about this. And that's the difference, I feel. All right. I agree with that. Ma- Mandy, you're about to say something. I was going to say that there was a time when I, uh, I know like uh, in my experiences where I made it as far as going into the actual courtroom. Mm-hmm. And I remember... I don't, I mean, uh, I'm not too good with the terms, but like, there was like a, a, a person that came to us and, and asked us because of the the, the case that was mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, are you, are you, I think that the person said, are you, do you feel some type of way of this type of case? Do you have someone that went, that went through the same thing? If so, oh, we that will was dismiss the, you. That was a prosecutor that came to you. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about biases, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do they always so ask you those questions? They so, always ask us. So yeah, then now, so so here's the thing, right? This is always. what I want to bring up. Right. So I went through that, and this was like, God knows what, like uh, maybe ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, did they have that back then? Because oh, I'm sure they did. Because the other thing that I took notice too was like um, how they mentioned the death penalty, and then I was like in New York. But then I and then I did the research, and then they abolished the death penalty in 07. Oh wow! Damn, that's oh, recent. So, yeah, so that, that was recent, yeah. so it was intact for for that time for that yeah time. so yeah. That, that's why i was like ooh, like you know because i was paying attention to the detail I, I did catch that it was summer i did catch that it was in new york because of the yankee takers and then um he mentioned uh uh tyson versus the uh Holy 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 yeah, that's yeah, how i knew yeah, it was 97 yeah yeah so i was like so it was like the actual time of the film yeah. right yeah so right. then that's why i was like putting the pieces together I was trying, yo. I was, I was, I was in Jack Lemon's shoes, my guy. I was trying to be Mister, um, figure the the connect the dots and shit. But, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I was just gonna say that the one thing that I liked about the film too, I think it makes a point in like saying that, like, look, like we're not saying that the boy is innocent. Like that's not what we're saying. Yeah, right. We're just saying that there's not enough here for us to say that he is guilty of whatever it is that you're accusing him of right but but and i think i remember isaac you and i had a conversation about this um where you were telling me that that's why it's kind of phrased that way yeah where you're either where it's either guilty or not guilty right it's not like guilty or innocent right that's correct because like you're not you're not not guilty of Mm -hmm. anything like you know what i mean correct so the terminology there is that the reason that it was phrased that way is because it's not that you're found innocent of the crime it's just that you're found not guilty of the crime that was levied against you, but you may be guilty of something that might have been less, which is why the grand jury is very important mm. because the grand jury needs to come back with the correct charge. They right. must come back with the correct charge that is fair and accurate as far as it's being represented to them by the prosecutor so that when trial does come, there are less errors that happen so that a jury can, a, a petted jury can come back and say, yes, this person is unanimously guilty. Remember, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to ask you a question about yeah. the uh, grand jury. Um, do you feel like it's a similar vibe, though? Absolutely. Where people are trying to, like, really disagreeing on what should be the charges? 
So look, I had a problem with when I was at the grand jury. Like I kind of had a Jack Lemon moment, but it was very brief. And I and like, look, I'll be real with you with y'all right now. Like I I, I'm, I was disappointed in myself. Like after that day, because like I felt like I should have just kept like I arguing my point. Yeah. yeah, and and like I felt the pressure. Like I felt the pressure of mind you this is 23 people now yeah. the, you know a pedigree mm. is only 12 with a grand jury it's 23 people and i was a 23rd guy i was literally the last person they just drug in and said you're in this and i was the a i was the youngest person there and b i was really the only person of color there so i i Jesus automatically Christ. had a very different perspective than these older white women and men they had a completely different perspective on life and um, it would, you know, and this is this is this is gonna dovetail into the question that I kind of want to ask after this is, you know, well, let me ask the question first, right? Do you all believe that it also depends sometimes on what the actual crime is that would lead someone to want to even bring up a doubt? Because if you're talking about, let's say, a murder. I think where we are today, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's easier, but like, it's a little more socially acceptable to look for a reasonable doubt on behalf of the defendant on a murder than it would be if the defendant is a rapist or if the defendant is a child molester, or if the defendant is a drug smuggler, or if the defendant is a mass murderer, uh, uh, a serial killer, right? Because then it's harder still, I think, to be a Jack Lemon person. If what you're doing is bringing up a reasonable doubt about one of those people. Mm. Because unfortunately, in the grand jury mm. situation, yeah. I brought up a question about what, according to them, was a rape. Mm -hmm. I came back and said, that looks more like an attempted rape. And then they were like, well, how can you say that? You know, it, it became a problem. I'll, I'll just limit my discourse to that. Okay. Right. And, you know, essentially, I don't know what happened to the case. It was certified as a, as a sexual assault. And then, like, you know, I was disappointed because, like, in myself, because there was there were more questions that I know I could have asked. I know I could have asked those questions, but I didn't. So now take that experience and now let's talk about the jury. If Jack Lemon saw that the defendant wasn't a murderer, the defendant was indeed a rapist or a child molester or a, or, or a serial killer, let's say, who, like, chops up his victims and stuff like that. But if there is a reasonable doubt to be had, if there's a conversation to be had, would he have stood up and say, wait, guys, I have a question. And I don't know how to answer that question. Do yeah. we think like do we think like that Jack Lemon's character perhaps he was like good hearted? Or do you guys or do you think that he um, he said what he said because maybe, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. Not because um that he was Spanish. Because yeah. by the way, I took notice of that and I was like, I have a feeling someone's gonna bring that up. Of course. But, oh yeah, that was but, like kind of like a low key, kind of a big thing in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. race relations in general. Well, but, but all right. So going back, was, uh, not to get sidetracked, but like, so do we think like that Jack Lemon, right? Did he? Do you think it's just that he's he's good hearted that he brought that up, or is it because maybe he the the kid is a kid and he's like, how how is a kid capable of killing their pops? You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know. <laughs> when um when when I look at Jack Lemon's character like just his character mm -hmm. he maybe it is that he's good-hearted but i don't think he's naive like, no you know absolutely I mean? not like, i don't think he's naive yeah. in, in in anything but i think i don't know like I, I i think he i think a lot of what he does is motivated by the fact that he feels like this kid number one probably more than likely didn't have a fair shake because he had a whack lawyer and as jack lemon said like yo if 
because yeah like I, I, I obviously none of us well I've never been in that position where like you know I, I'm being uh, accused of something so much so that I have to go to trial and like hire a full-blown lawyer right but like if I did have a lawyer like like Jack Lemon said like I'd want my lawyer to shred the the prosecution to case shreds. to shred you need money know? for that bro exactly I know exactly yeah. and there, there's a lyric somewhere someone said it I think someone said something that like it's it's the poor plead guiltier or, or, or the poor plead guilty because it's less expensive yeah i think yeah. someone said that I, I can't remember who said yeah. that but like charles bukowski actually oh said yeah okay 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 yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah it, and that's true yo like it, you know if you're if you're if you're like on trial or if you will be on trial you don't you definitely don't want a public defender you don't like you want a private attorney but private attorney is going to charge you guap that's just how it is you're looking at an easy 30 40 50 grand and you never Easily. see those pro bono cases anymore. It seems like absolutely not. Like, not you, you, you have to be, like to be the case, between, maybe. yeah. And you have to be destitute, like beyond beyond destitute. Like I don't know, man. It's tough. But like to answer, oh, I'm sorry, bro. Did you want to say more to Mondi's no, question? No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah. to answer Mondi's question, like I, you know, I think objectively speaking, I don't think the guy is good-hearted. I just think that he has a respect for what is supposed to be the Constitution, which mm-hmm. is. We need to treat this person like he is innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And none of you here have given him his due courtesy as an American citizen. So because none of you are, I'm going to. And so Mm. I think it's less about him being good hearted and him just being a better citizen. Yeah. Interesting. I agree. I think he would have done that for anybody. I don't think it matters if the kid was 18 or not. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. He was not okay with settling it in five minutes. So right. you being an American citizen, that is, it is your duty it's your to duty. have that conversation. Yes, and he's the only one that exemplified that. that. that he's the only person that right. exemplified what a, what an American is supposed to do. Yo, because they, the they they all like could have been right. scumbags and be like, yo, who, what's up? Like, let's just toss it up in a vote, and whoever got the most highest uh, not guilty, uh, <laughs> that's where we go. Yo, with. but yeah. that's not even scumbag yeah. shit. Because he actually suggested that Jack Lemmon suggested that. Yeah, yeah. And he said, if, if only one person changes their mind, then we continue. Do we this. sit here. But if if you guys all that vote unanimously again, that yeah, was, that was that a ballsy move because because that could have backfired. It could have backfired. Yeah, that could have been exactly what Money just said. But I think, but I think at that point, I think when he first came back and said not guilty, and he started to like ask questions, mm-hmm. I think he read the room and saw, you know what, there are some reasonable people here that just need to be pushed a little. Yeah. So let me just let me just bring up these reasonable doubts. Now let me throw it out and cast the, the vote and see, you know, if if someone bites. And right. luckily, someone did. And interestingly enough, it was the oldest of all of them. You know, like the oldest of all of them, who you would consider to be someone that would have the most conservative values. Right. Given that he's been around for so much longer than everyone else. And yet he respected this person's gamble more so than to say, you know what? I want to hear more. I want to have more of a conversation about what's about to happen. I also felt like he he um he had like his one notion at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he knew that if he had that one little notion that he brought up, he knew that some people were going to react to it. Right. And they're gonna open up a new door where he or Jack Lemon could have like utilized that and say, "Oh, you brought up a good point." But then, if so and so bought this knife, then how come so and so has an identical one? And then you know what I'm saying? Like he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was feeding off of the energy of yeah. what they were Yo, bringing. Yeah. He had an ace up his sleeve for a long time. Yeah, he yeah, was I'll, like I'll, planning this, right? 
Yeah. I want, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys about the knife scene. Yeah. So to me, that scene is like when, when I first saw the movie and that shit happened, I was like, oh shit. Like that movie <laughs> to me was like the kind of like the climactic part of, of that whole <laughs> setting, right? Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys. So the knife scene, uh, the argument that, that Jack Lemon's uh, character, Jur number eight, makes, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much saying that, like, you know, like if I can find this knife, anyone can find this right, knife, right? Right, right. Do you think it's a reach? Do you think it's a reach? No. You don't think it's a reach? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I think that shows that there's reasonable doubt to believe what the prosecutor said, which is that this is a one-of-a-kind knife and that you can't find this knife anywhere else. So to me, the reach is like, all right, but like you're asking me to believe that someone went to the same shop that you went to, bought this knife, and at the same time that they're accusing this kid of committing and killing his father that this other person actually went with the same knife and killed his father. But that remember, remember that that wasn't the original argument. The original argument was this is a one-of-a-kind knife and there's yeah. never been one, another oh, okay. one like it. Okay. So yeah, all, Jack, all he was doing too. was bringing out doubt. That's all he it, was trying remember, to Remember, a contradiction. Remember, this is what Jack Lemmon was true. really good at, was yeah. bringing up the contradiction as it's presented to him. He's not being too anticipatory yeah. in trying to figure out what could be the counter to his shining a light on a contradiction. Also, I don't think anyone... No, they did, right? Someone someone came up and said, well, what are the chances of the kid coming back with like... Or, or someone purchasing yeah. the same manner of knife. And then and then Jack Lemmon's like, it's possible. And then right. the German guy's like, yeah, but it's not probable. Like, it's, it's not probable. It's not probable, but it's possible. Yeah. Which is a great distinction to make. Exactly. Like, because yeah. it's still important. Yeah. Just because something is possible. Before. Like, I can get struck by lightning. That's possible. But the actual chances of it happening are slim. But remember, though, before we were talking about it was impossible. Yeah. Now we've at least brought it into the realm of it now is possible. And if it's possible, what else is possible? Mm. And then that's when you start to tug on the thread. How did you guys feel... And this might be an odd question because I know I felt odd feeling this way as a Hispanic man. I felt like I was very well represented in this movie. <laughs> even though you weren't. Yeah. I mean, even though there were no. I mean, we saw the Hispanic kid for five minutes and then yeah. never again. Yeah. So like. Represent- Which you kind of look like him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so like. But so like, how, how, did, how did you guys feel about like just the representation that was on screen um, in terms of like just who was on screen and who they were portraying. Well, I'll tell you this. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to go? I was just happy that there was at least four black dudes on here. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And Dorian Harewood, who we saw, we just Yo, saw. Yo, uh, man, Dorian <laughs> Harewood. Yeah. Shouts. <laughs> and he shouts. was like wearing like military word. guard yeah. pretty much. I was like, word, word, like word. he just came and- through. And I felt most represented, well, not most represented, but I felt represented by him too because he was like, yo, I grew up in the I grew up in the hood. Like, like, I'm not. Life, you, know? you probably yeah. could smell the garbage off me. That was like a powerful ass line. Though. Yeah, that was, that was tough. That. I'm glad. I, I felt like he was a great character to add. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just real quick, I feel like uh, the defendant, yo, if you, if you brought him up to me and I looked at him, I'd be like, yo, this looks like a good kid. Literally, if I didn't know, <laughs> if I didn't know anything about him whatsoever yeah. and you just like showed him to me, he literally looks like he could be a bank teller. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he just—he <laughs> yeah. didn't look to Menacing. have. Yeah, he looked like, innocent. Is, he looked innocent. Yeah. It looked sympathetic. Like it was built so okay. that we had sympathy towards him. Mandy. So yeah. So so Isaac brought a good point. Right. So we we look at him, right? He's an innocent kid. But how would you look at him 
knowing that he's there in the courtroom. Oh, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah, man. Right. That's a great point. Right. That's a great point right. because, like, unfortunately, like, what did you do to end up here? Exactly. Exactly. Like, unfortunately, wow. that's how it works, yo. Like, as, look, as as soon as you're a defendant, there's two ways to look at that, though. Because you can come as a defendant in a suit. Or you can come shackled in the orange jumpsuit. Exactly. And those are two very different perspectives. So if we had saw him in custody, oh, yeah, we would not say we he looks like a bank teller. He wouldn't look as innocent or as sympathetic. Well, what's interesting to me is that in the state of New Jersey, at least, when because they did bring some of the defendants uh, at the stand to talk about their version of the case. Some of them came shackled and some of them came in suits. Right. But those right. that came in suits came because they had posted bail right. and they were able to fight the case from outside. That's the that's the term that they use. Yo, I'm fighting this case from outside, meaning that they post bail and they find a private attorney to like fight the case. But those that are shackled are represented by a public defendant. Right? So in this particular situation, I'm wondering how they got this kid a suit. Oh, well, you know what? It's his trial. So they probably just gifted him a suit. Because they do that too sometimes. Like, yeah. if you're on trial, they gift sometimes you a suit. They the, have to. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for appearances. But no, but like, no, but Monty brings up a great point because, like, yo, you do become coded with a paint of guilty. As soon right. as you, as soon as it's state of New York versus Martinez, and you're Martinez, you look guilty. Like, that's it. Like, you look guilty on paper. Yeah, because if I if I'm looking at him just like what you said, like oh you know, it's a kid, you little boy, I kiss you on the forehead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then, no, facts though. That's exactly yeah. but then, the, the but energy. Then, like. But then, right? If it were me, right? If yeah. I was there and I saw him with the, they, you know, they ain't put him on on the screen that much, right? But all I needed was just that one look. I pay attention to every little detail here. And I saw the look on his face, then I was just like, what did you do? Yeah. That was like my question, but I didn't. I ain't point no fingers though. I was just like, I'm curious, like how. I was asking to myself, like how, when, or why, and but, did you do all these things to DK your father? But you know but you saying? know but you know what's what's interesting what you just said, Monty, just now. <laughs> you said what did you do? You didn't say what are you accused of having done, mm-hmm. which is a very different. very different question. Which is the correct? Which is the question that one should ask. Right. As opposed to what did you do? Because once you're saying what did you do, you've already painted that person with, and, and you're already making like a bias. Exactly. Kind of, right. So whenever you're in a situation like that, it's always important to remember what is it that you're accused of having done, especially if you haven't even heard the facts of the case yet. You haven't heard the facts of the case. You don't know that this kid literally did anything. So you, you know, the correct thinking would be again, uh, uh, if you're following the Constitution, the correct thinking would be to think that this person is innocent until proven guilty, then the correct questioning will be, what are you accused of having done as opposed to, you know, what, what did you do? But like Edward was touching on just before, um, the idea, that notion of innocent until proven guilty is very much gone. Like it's just not, it's just not around. So as soon as you become a defendant, or even if you're being judged in the court of public opinion, with this, which is infinitely worse because they're... <laughs> All, all there needs to be is, 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 an, is an accusation, or not even an accusation, just a misrepresentation of words, and that's all it takes for someone to be ostracized immediately. Now you take that and you take it to the court of, uh, to the court of law. As soon as you're painted with the coat of even looking like a defendant, it's almost over for you, unless you have competent counsel, which this kid did not have at all. Right. You know what I mean? So. But Brian, did, did you answer your own question? 
about the representation in the film? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Okay. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, um, but it's so weird too because I'm just like, I, like the characters just felt very real to me. Like they just felt very real. Dorian Harewood's character, Harewood, right? Yeah, Harewood. Yeah. Harewood. Dorian Harewood's character to me felt like the most real. Not the most real, but like he, I felt like just everything that he was saying. I felt like like I've heard actual people from Patterson say. Yeah, absolutely. So I was just like, you know, it, it was very refreshing. This um, is a great cast. Let's oh, go. Yeah, I kind of want to just, just, just ha- mention that a, a little bit too. Uh, the cast in this movie is top notch. Absolutely. Everyone here is a pretty much a legend. Mm-hmm. With, with the exception to... Well, James Gandolfini wasn't a legend yet. I thought yeah. James Gandolfini got this role because of off of the strength of The Sopranos. Probably but then come to, come to find out that he had done this role prior to The Sopranos even coming out. So yeah. I was just like, oh wow! So he was a real unknown. When, he was, yeah. He wasn't. When, he was when not. This came out. Uh, yeah. Well, he, True Romance. He was in True Romance yeah, too, right? But like True Romance him. came out in like what 94, 94, 95? 92 even. 94, 92, 93, 94 around there. Mm. But like, okay, but like that was a small role. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you remember that guy. Who who would look at that role and think that guy's gonna be Tony Soprano right. ten years later? Right. You know, like no one thinks that. Um but yeah, the cast was just top notch and Yo, I got I got into my feels a little bit when James Gandolfini and Jack Lemon had that moment in the bathroom because I'm like, yo, they're no longer here. Very yeah, man. Just too, and yo, he was very mo- like Tony Soprano esque in this. Yeah, bro, I, was I, just said about, that. I was just about to he say was. that. I was just like, yo, why does why does Gandolfini look? He's about to fuck Jack Lemon up yo, in the bathroom. He did, yo. He's like, huh, I don't no, do, I, I don't do a lot of supposing. I let my boss do the supposing. But, for me, uh, it wasn't. Try one. For me, it wasn't that part. It was this other part where he was like um, correcting someone else yeah. on the table. Oh, because he was talking shit about the old man. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. you talk to old men like that, yo. It's not like he was yeah. about to take a bat and break his legs. That's what I thought, yo. I was like, I was like there were so many great things about this movie too. Like, I really like that that whole scene too, where um, George C. Scott's character. Uh, we haven't talked about him yet. That's important. <laughs> Uh, but when his there's a lot of important characters there's another character that I want to talk about too but his the the scene that I'm talking about is that where his character is like uh, excited like he's because he's he gets very excitable right so he's excited and he's uh, about to have like a fight with uh, Jack Lemmon and he's like saying I'll kill you I'll kill you I'll kill you and then Jack Lemmon looks at him he's like oh you don't really mean that that, do you you? yeah after uh, and like all of that was said like after the whole point was made that like yo people say I kill you like all the time and they don't actually mean that they're gonna kill someone right right so just a lot of things in that movie that um, really really uh, you know what Loki you know what slipped under the radar a little bit go ahead ahead. Uh, the foreman Vance Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like the twist about that little coaching. Yeah, uh, I, I actually I wanted to ask you that question personally. Yeah, because I feel like you might have more insight than the rest of us. I so that I, I assume you're talking about that scene um, where he's talking to Jack Lemon by the window and he's saying about like that whole coaching thing about how he had like some kid that was coach that was there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What was what was the purpose of that? What do you think so, was the purpose of that? I feel like how does that low key, how does that relate to, to everything that's happening? I feel like low key, I feel like it was meant to be the counter of George C. Scott. The mm. opposite of a father-son relationship of one that's not estranged, but one that's like, I have sympathy for 18-year-old kids because I can see them go through 
right the worst or whatever and i just his heart broke for him and i feel like for him to be a coach and to be a person that could be a mentor to kids like um the kid that was taking a stand you know what i'm saying it became personal yeah. mm. and mm. i feel like it was it was yeah, like a subliminal yeah, yeah. there's both yeah, right. sides there's 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 people that have <clears throat> a strange relationships and there's people that have really close relationships and they could both affect their decisions um so that's and how, yet they that's both, from it. and yet they both decided the same way, though. At least initially. Yeah, but I think you those. Know? I think I think really what happened with the eleven people saying guilty was because mm-hmm. of the shitty defense the kid got. I don't really feel like it's their well, fault. No, Tony like they were, Danza. Tony Danza was just trying to. He kill was him. trying to be out. Yeah, yeah but he would have would have equally been out if everybody said not guilty too. Maybe. But mm. the consensus was guilty because of what occurred in the courtroom yeah and we didn't see that and i feel like it was a real bad defense for the kid that's what i'm coming back from because essentially his best advocate was one of the jurors and that should never be the case it really shouldn't you're right it should never be it should never be up to a juror to, to be you. the advocate and like to point things out in the case yeah right? it he really made, should be he made, should. but he made that point groundbreaking yeah. revelations in that yeah in that, um, in, in, in that in the hour that they were in there, yeah, as opposed to the few days that they were deliberating this exactly. case. Yeah, this coin of lawyer needs to get fired, dog. Like, but but, but he, yeah, but the state will never fire someone who is helping Yo, to secure convictions. That's, yeah. That still mind boggles me how he brought up uh, so many interesting things that I was baffled about. He was he he brought up the whole. Yo, bring me the, the the floor plan of that, right? Oh yeah. How can somebody walk like that long, yeah. right? He brought up the L train. Seconds, DK. He brought up the L train, and how the lady, DK, said that they saw him stab the stab stab the kid, right? And, and then and then knowing that she probably has like bad eyesight, and then they're like, yo, they even do that. Like, it's like what you said, Edward. They're showcasing that. This, <laughs> they didn't do their job the biggest job, tragedy man. of the flick was the fence this kid got that, that's what I yeah. took from it and when I what, saw how turned... easy the case was able to be broken down with a conversation yeah that's, that's when you exactly. realize his defense was probably atrocious if you, we got to see the three days of defense for this kid but you know what's even wilder though I think is the fact that even if this kid had effective counsel Right. Even if this kid had effective counsel, I think we're looking at an alternate universe where 11 people would vote not guilty, but the Nation of Islam person might have come back and said guilty. And yeah. I think I think the reason I think the reason for that is because he didn't ever care for one single That's solitary moment. Next. He didn't care for one single solitary moment if there were if if there's reasonable doubt, if there's alternative facts. I'll just use the term. If there's, you know, if there's, if there's some other information that is incomplete that will make the case more complete, that'll show him that this person is, uh, is, is wrongfully accused, he wouldn't have cared. He would have still voted not guilty. So, or rather, he would have voted guilty. So I'm wondering, right? Like, why even the inclusion of like of, of his character? Like, how did y'all personally feel about him a- as a whole? Yeah. So that's also what i wanted to ask and but i'll just caveat it with this too like when i <clears throat> one of the most heartbreaking things to me about this film is seeing that part of the film mm-hmm. the dude that was formerly nation of islam um you know that scene to me is heartbreaking because this is a black man right trying to uh persuade 
the other black people on this table to kind of rally with him against another minority group which is us and like you know i'm uh, to the listeners out there i'm a hispanic male born and raised in patterson where you know the other ethnic minority group are you know black people and so i've been raised you know with a lot of black people around in my life so just to be like just i don't know it's just it, it did something to me to just see that like some like someone like a black person just being like it was like a knife to your back y- yeah well I, yeah i don't want to say that's it's how I but you know what's, you know what's interesting too like lately i've been seeing like um on social media about how like the the black community has kind of been up in arms with the hispanic community because they don't feel like we're being vocal enough in terms of the the struggles that they go through and i partly see where they're coming from but you know in in, t- in 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 the context of the film it was just really like i was like damn like i can't believe that like you know this person whom i feel whom i feel like we may not share in all of all of their struggles but we share in like uh, i would like to say a good majority of them that like you know like it just sucks to see that they would feel this way about us as well and i yeah. was just like damn he yeah, was he was, was solely ba- basing it off of because he was a Hispanic. he even said that the the slur at him, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and, when he, and, when he, yeah. When he said when he said the slur, I was just like, oh wow, it got and real. and then like like when like you know what I'm saying, and he's like, come on, man, he's like, you know, they're taking over everything, blah 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 blah. And I was like, okay, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, wow, I was like, I was, I was actually, you know what I was? Yeah, but people do feel that way. Though. I was gonna say people do feel like that. I don't even feel like it's blah yeah. blah blah. What he said yeah, was powerful way. in a way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like although it was. um laced with hate and bigotry um when he said that this country was built by black people and then enjoyed by latinos and americans he's not wrong because you know what i'm saying like they never got their reparations and you're seeing latinos surpass the the african-american population in size i mean in size but like even that doesn't necessarily even though there is the idea that you have safety in numbers even if the Latino population is growing more exponentially than the black population, that doesn't necessarily mean that Latinos feel safe. No, but there's a difference between a white Latino and a, and a black Latino. And these yeah. white passing Cubans in Florida, for example, do mm. not experience. They're, they're having oh, no, an advantage. Yeah, they have an advantage to the African-American man. And that's some like, white Cubans, some white looking Cubans. Well, let's not say all of them. I said it for an example, some of the white yeah. passing Cuban. So then, do you think? Do you think? Do you think that um, I can't remember his juror number? I, I, I don't want to call him the Nation of Islam guy anymore. Number we'll ten. He's ten. Ag- He's ten. Number ten. Number okay. 10. So if juror ten, what if the kid on trial was Afro Latino? That's would gonna vote th- for him to. Uh, you think so? Oh, so Afro Latino. So- yeah, that would have been a crazy subject. It, yeah, it, I guess it depends on his name. I feel like because he, he sounds like he would have really hated if this guy's last name was the was same Martinez as opposed to he probably still would have hated him because it was because a, yeah but you know what was more what, what like like even as heartbreaking as that scene was to me what made me feel good about that scene also was that like as much as he was trying to get the other two black guys to like rally with him the other two black guys just looked at him like what are you saying yeah like what the fuck are you saying yo yeah just i was and then he called him uncle tom's after that yeah Yeah. and then the german dude which was 
which which to <laughs> me was symbolic <laughs> of everyone of everyone the german dude was like yo sit down and don't open your, your filthy, filthy mouth, mouth again again yo yo because i was like honestly like i mean not to be pointing the obvious i was when i knew that the the the, the murder suspect was a child a spanish child right uh I was like, yo, watch one of these like white dudes say something. I w- that's what shocked me because I was expecting the obvious, right, right? Mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. to be prejudiced or you know racist towards, and it was him. And I was just like, whoa, like super curveball dog. And I was just like, wow. And, it, and my 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 whole expression on my face was like, how dare you? Why, <laughs> was like, why do you why do you think why do you think the director chose to do that as opposed to make it the obvious? Like why why not the ad guy? If anyone, I think the ad guy. The guy who's like who works at administ- uh, in um, advertising. In advertising, like I feel like he, he if you want to talk about obvious, he'd be the one to come out and say, "Yo, like he's a, he fits a demographic. He's this, this, and this because mm. that's just the field of work." But no, in. you know stats, and you know it's not all, and that's what was the telltale mm. for um, juror number ten, uh, Michael T. Williamson is his name. He yeah. okay. He um, was hinting from the very beginning, all of them, them all. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah, you yeah. use the word all. You can tell yeah. you're biased and you're giving away. He was hinting at the whole time, so I wasn't surprised once he finally admitted it. But I was hurt because, man, I still, you know, what I'm saying. I feel like but, we all but, but why do you, why do you think the director did that though? Why not pick someone who's obvious and instead pick someone who is also a minority? Yeah, like I guess, I mean, obviously this this hurts more than to yeah. see like a white guy go up there and say these things. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, but this hurts more. And but like I struggle to put into words as to why. It's because, it's because it's because bigotry can come in all shapes and sizes yeah. and colors and creeds. I think that's the correct answer. I yeah. think that's what it is, man. They everybody comes with hate, and some, in some of them kind of yeah, yeah, man. That's how I feel. And, 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 like and these are the people that we have in a jury room, yeah, making decisions yeah. on another person's yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at um, which is which is wild. Though. Look at George C. That's Scott. Wild. Look at George C. Scott. Like he, he's an interesting case study, right? Because this is someone who specifically feels with his gut doesn't quite know how to explain why he feels with his gut the way that he does objectively so he immediately latches on to the stockbroker the the portfolio manager whatever he is because the portfolio manager feels the same way that george c scott feels but can explain it way better and so he's looking for a confirmation bias right he's looking for someone that will confirm his biases are correct and he happens to have found it in um in this in this german person so you know i i'm wondering how much more would he have would he have ridden with his decision if that German person wasn't there? If there he wasn't anyone rolled, else, bro. he, he would have rolled anyway. because look, he was the last one to break. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he was like kind of the leader of the the eleven at the beginning. Yeah, he took mm-hmm. that role. It was really George C. Scott versus Jack Lemon, and then mm-hmm. the other main character would be probably Jared Martin, Mike Kelly Williamson, as mm-hmm. the. You know the racist, so you have those three characters, and everybody else is just playing the um, the system. You know what I'm saying? And they're just listening. You have James um, Galdofini, who's more like a kind of like a the enforcer, a bodyguard type role. You know what I'm saying? Making sure everybody's doing their thing. You have Vance being the the foreman and kind of just yeah, they, organizing they just kind things. Of like- 
and then it is kind of like a chess game though right yeah like like george c scott being the king let's say and then the german being the queen yeah and then you look at someone like the pawn who would be the person who has the 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 tickets because he doesn't care one way or the other he's kind of disposable he doesn't really add anything of substance to the conversation but then you have someone like james gandolfini who you're right is kind of like the the knight the knight like a rook he's like a rook more like a rook i think he's like a rook and i feel like a knight would have been the oldest guy in the room the older guy Um, right i feel the same way yeah. He would have been like a knight where he did like a noble thing and like stood up for what he felt was not Jack. a worthless argument. It, yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, man, but all in all, man, I feel like this movie was, uh, was flames. I, am, I, I guess we should go into the our color ratings now. Right. Our lights, yeah, man. Um, I'm yeah, sticking with the... Our, color ra- our, color, <laughs> our, li- our, our lighting rating. Uh, you like you like being talked to it like you were fired, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what colors are looking like for you, Brian? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. What that light looking like, bro? It's this is a green crayon. <laughs> <laughs> this is green, man. This is green. Um, you know, I said it was green last week, and I'm gonna say it's gonna stay that way, and it may stay that way for forever, man. This movie's a classic. Uh, I definitely would suggest that you guys, if you guys are interested, to check out the older version too, because yeah. the older version is just as good. Just as good. Um, and yeah, man. So this movie's definitely green yeah. for me. And for me, I feel like oh. it's uh, it's green as well. Um, the 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 flick. I don't remember actually what I gave it in the in the prediction. You gave it a yellow. I gave it a yellow. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was just cautious. I never seen the flick, and you, you know, said you had heard of it though, right? Probably. I've heard of it, and I've seen I've seen clips from both <laughs> of the, both versions. Um, and yeah, man, it, it definitely is, is worth, it's definitely worth the watch. So it's definitely a green light. And then I actually enjoyed it myself, just watching it and going through the roller coaster rides of everybody's opinions and feelings and that were visually displayed in just one room the whole time. So right. that was very impressive, man. Green light all the way. Mandy? Yeah, man. Um, for me, it's, again, like I, I, and, uh, I said before, it was a, a respective yellow because, again, I said, you know what? I can't just throw a red if I did not see it right so it's just like but didn't you do that with Babel I uh, did I did, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yo Edward looked at you mad hard too yeah. just hard. Like, did you do that with Babel word you know I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Mind, Mind speechless I guess I, you know what no but see that's also fucked up on me because I think I gave Babel a red at the beginning because of like it, because I, I think I seen that stick before and just oh, seeing okay. Kate Blanchard and and I, I love Brad Pitt, man. I, I don't get me wrong, but just seeing them two there at the front cover, I was like, yeah, nah. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so this movie was a respective yellow for me, and, and it was it was like it was kind of hard to give a respective yellow because I was like I said in the, in the past I don't fuck with court movies, but you know I changed to a green because it was I won't say it was action like how you guys say it but it was like a steady paced movie because there was never a dull moment so it was definitely a good flick to check out and you know Brian got out of the the the, the <laughs> yo, dry for me you know, finally, I, yo. you know I thought that man was gonna go <laughs> 0 and 4 for me but you know it's 1 and 3 so that's what's up you nice, know what I'm saying nice 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 yeah. Ajax? Oh, for me, it's definitely a green, right? And I think the reason that it's a green is because as as many as many holes as the film presents, there's one hole in particular, not a hole, but like there's something that's left um, un, un, unfurther explored. That's not even a word. Unexplored further. And it's when James Gandolfini's character had a conversation with Jack Lemmon, like we were talking about. And he asked Jack Lemmon, you know, I'll try supposing for you. 
Supposing the kid's guilty, but he walks free. How would you feel about that? And then there's no answer. Jack Lemmon doesn't say anything because he's thrown for a loop there. He goes, damn, like I could be wrong about this whole thing. But I think the reason that the film was portrayed that way is because I think, and this is just my conclusion, I think that both Sidney Lumet, who directed the, the previous version, and William Friedkin, who directed this version, wanted to push the narrative that it almost doesn't even matter if someone is guilty or not guilty. The most important thing that has to happen is a conversation. The conversation right. must take place regardless right. if someone is guilty or not. This is infinitely more important than the actual result because the moment we stop having a conversation about very serious topics like this and the moment we're so quick to immediately judge someone based off of circum based off of evidence that may be circumstantial, we're betraying what is supposed to be our birthright as American citizens. And so because because that that's left to the viewer to come up with, I give it the infinite green light. Like I, I would watch this movie a hundred times to be real like that's that, that's the way that i kind of like judge a movie is how many more times would i see this i'd see this forever because it's yes. so important yeah i've at least seen this movie like six seven times yeah. yeah so that's how i look so the next flick is, is it's a little experiment that i'm putting together um it's actually part of a three movie arc they're not related to each other but they're related in genre and it's a genre that like we don't really touch here, but we do kind of fuck with it a little bit. I know Monty likes certain movies from the genre, and I don't know what your opinion is on this genre, but I'm about to find out. Mm -hmm. um, it is Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West. Wow. This is with Henry Fonda. This is with, um, I can't remember his name now. He, he was in all of the, uh, the Death Wish movies. I can't remember his name now. Charles. Char uh, Br Bronson. Yeah, Charles Bronson, yes. that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a it's a it's a movie. It's one of those movies that say, for instance, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character would play in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is an homage to films like this. Mm. All right. Um, Ed, you look most disconcerted. I, I would like to know. Yeah, I usually <laughs> I usually don't fuck with these movies. Um, you don't fuck with just because. I, I feel like these are the type of movies that don't age well, but I'm so happy to be proved wrong. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm willing to expand on my horizons. I just right. feel like these are the type of movies that have kept our country in the past. I feel like this is the type of shit that gets glorified that shouldn't. That's that's how I look at it. I don't feel like I these bet. type of movies should be I'm put glad. on a pedestal. That's how you feel about Westerns? <laughs> It's such a strong opinion. That's how I feel no, no, about no, no. anything from the fucking 1900s to the 1970s. I feel like America hasn't progressed until recently. So I well, feel like I, all this stuff from before then uh -huh. is just more just the, the all white men patriarchy bullshit. That's how I look at it. Bad, 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 bad. No, I'm with that because like part of my experiment is it's, it's, a, it's a three Western flick. Like not three Westerns, but like this will be my first Western. The next time around will be a second Western, and the third one will be the most recent Western that I can think of that I fuck with heavy. And we're gonna examine that. We're gonna examine how America is being portrayed back in the 70s by an Italian director, by the way. This isn't even an American person. It's an Italian director who put this film together. So it's an outsider's it's a, it's view. Spaghetti Western? Yeah, it's one of those spaghetti Westerns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's one of it's one of my dad's favorites. I liked it too growing up. I've only seen it like twice though. I wanna see it one more time. And it's gonna kind of be a new viewing experience for me too. So like, I'm interested to see what we're all gonna think like. So, so Ed, what's what's your actual light? Um, I'm giving it a red, and I'm gonna give Damn. it with uh, with like the the option of it being very close to a yellow. Like I saw the yellow light, and I slowed down, and I stopped at the red. Bad, bad. <laughs> okay, I get it, Mondi. Yeah, Mondi. Well, what's the name of this movie? Once upon a time in the West. 
Quentin Tarantino loves these movies. And there's a reason for it. And you'll watch 1968. You'll it. Yeah. Western. It's in color, I swear. Uh, I'm gonna have to say a yellow. Going to a red. Alright, so you're slowing down, basically. Yeah. That's it, Money. Mm-hmm. else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Yeah, I'm gonna give the shit straight off the bat of green, yeah, because oh, of shit. Arcade Fire. Yeah, remember that? Shit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My body is a cage. Yeah, yo, that yeah. shit is fire, dog. Yeah, dog. Like, so I'm gonna give it a green. Henry Fonda was the guy that was Jack Lennon's character in yeah, the original in, too, in right? Twelve Angry Men, yeah, which right. I heard yeah. was the the difference between basically the first film and the second film was that Henry Fonda's performance was just much better. Yeah, well, Henry Fonda's performance. You know Wait, what? Jack Lemmon? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you have to watch. That's it, why man. people say 1957 was the best one. You have to watch it. I feel again. like Jack Lemmon did a great job. And, and one, of reasons, one of the reasons, one of the reasons that, one of the reasons that Once Upon a Once Upon a Time in the West was such a big deal Not too, because of Henry Fonda, was because Henry Fonda normally up to that point was like your Tom Hanks. The guy was like he was always a good guy. He was always like the baby face. He was always doing the right thing. And then lo and behold, in Once Upon a Time in the West, he plays a bastard. Like he's a he's a bad guy. Like just like that, and he does it so well. So for me, it's a green. Just heavy if, if you haven't noticed yet. Olivia. Yeah. All right. Bet. Well, that wraps up the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in, my critical crew. Subscribe. If you're Subscribe. trying to listen to more debates like this, definitely spread the word. Let your people know so that your peoples can be our peoples. Mommy, uh, you got yeah. anything to say? Yeah, we could all be yeah. peoples. And then follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Critical Ave. All in one word. Oh, smell that critical ad. You boom. They say, yo, the streets is watching, and the ad is critical. Always and forever. You smell me? We out. Do something stupid.